Yeah. It's time, baby. He's a very tall man who really loves tunes. Can you climb the mountain? Will you be approved? It's the Mountain Jew Review. It's the Mountain Jew Review. Welcome to the Mountain Jew Review. Facebookers, YouTubers, Mountaineers, we're sticking with it. If you guys come up with something better than that, we'll do it. Um, today, I'm very excited because it is our first non-hip-hop, non-rap group to have on here. Um, I'm very excited. It's an awesome local punk rock group. It is the Scabby Ghouls. We have Denise and Louie. Um, we don't have all the other members. It's part of a band is trying to get everybody together is almost impossible, especially local bands. Mm -hmm. um, I think you guys can definitely agree on that. Probably rehearsal is probably a pain in the butt sometimes, let alone doing shows. Definitely. Um, so it's going to be a very good episode, very, very different feel this time around. So I'm super excited. Um, perfect timing. It's October. Yeah. What better time than to have Scabby Ghouls drop by? Right. I mean, Spooky. we're filming a we're filming October 1st. This will drop in probably about a week or two. I'm going to push it ahead of the other guys just because it fits the theme. <laughs> so, um, I like to always start off. Where are you guys from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, uh, here. We're both, yeah, we're both natives of Omaha. Okay. Um, lived here my whole life. Yeah, me too. So. All right. Um, what school did you guys go to? Uh, Millard Norris is where I graduated, yeah, high school. Yeah, both of us. It's uh, where we met. Yeah. Oh, high school sweethearts. Kind of. Sort yeah. of. <laughs> we were just kind of in similar uh, social circles. We kind of saw each other, but we didn't really know that much about each other until way later. So. That's yeah. funny because I was good friends with my wife's older brother in high school. 
And so we semi kind of knew each other, mm-hmm. and then ten years later we meet, and that's exactly our story. We've been married <laughs> thirteen years now. <laughs> that's great. So it, it's just weird. I, I find that funny because it's this exact same situation where we knew each other, we weren't really friends, but yeah. and then yeah. next thing, because it was really was like her last name was Hill, and then she was like, "Yeah, I got a brother, Blake," and I'm like. Sarah Hill. That's <laughs> like oh, small world. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's cool. That's and there I say I silence it and I don't. But I don't know why my wife would call him awesome. That's a nice ringtone though. I like it. It's hers. It oh, yeah. makes it easy to ignore. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. I love you. I'm just kidding. Um. So then you guys went to high school together, kind of. Um, did you, were you guys in separate bands before you became a band together? Or how did that work out? Um, I didn't, I, uh, Louie was. He was in another band, um, a few, I think. Um, but I kind of started to play the guitar with the idea that we would start a band together. Okay. Yeah, and so I didn't, I mean, I played... I played clarinet, like in, you know, middle school band or something, but didn't really have any experience with guitar um, until I was probably about 25 or something. And then my goal was really be okay enough that you can be in a band and not embarrass yourself on stage, basically. And so that was kind of a good motivator. I think it's a good, if you if you want to learn guitar or an instrument, I say that's a good way to do it is like book a show and then you have no choice but to be decent enough to not be an embarrassment. Like, it's good, <laughs> it worked good. for me. You know, the uh, uh, simplest thing is don't be afraid to hop on stage, I guess. I mean, because yeah. it's, it's only going to make you get better, right. you know, because that stage fright and the judgment of some of them wonderful people out there that are so nice when they talk about new people beginning music. <laughs> like, don't let them guys really determine how bad you do. But like she said, you know, just practice enough to where you think you don't suck. Right, yeah. Like, that's awesome to hear that it's... Because I'm really big into couples that are together in the business, and um, I've had a couple artists where the wives do like their label designs, and they do all the printing and make their shirts for them and stuff. So it's kind of cool that you guys are actually in the band together. Yeah. Um, yeah. What instruments do you play? Um, I play guitar. I'm the rhythm guitarist. Okay. And then Louis plays lead guitar. He's the shreddy boy. He shreds. Ah. <laughs> so. It, again, go look these guys up. I'm guaranteeing you, you're gonna fall, fall in love with Knife Fight. A Knife Fight. That is a, a very, very fun song, very energetic song, and I hope one day to get to see it performed. I have yet to see you guys live. Um, in fact, how I met the Scabby Ghouls is just randomly. I have all kinds of artists on my Facebook page. I just add them, just mm-hmm. to add them. And I dropped a Drop Your Band Camp link, and I'll buy your discography and. Denise dropped it in there, and I bought every song that was on Bandcamp. And like I tell you guys, Bandcamp's the best way for you guys to make money. They tend to want to feed you guys. They pay you a little more than pennies on the dollar for it. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i a big fan. It, you can download it in all kinds of different formats. It's very user-friendly, so I'm really big into Bandcamp. And when somebody tells you to drop your Bandcamp link, drop it. I yeah. mean, I, I shelled out like 250 bucks that day, you know, just because I was spoiling people. I didn't... Well, and then I screwed up and didn't realize some of these guys had a uh, $87 discography. Yikes. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's support, and it's well worth well worth it to me, you know, because, yeah. again, it, it gets me to learn new music, 
Like, I'm not... Sorry to disappoint you guys. Hip-hop and rap is not my favorite genre of music. Sorry, guys. It's, it's definitely not my favorite. I like it a lot, but I'm more of, you know, a metal fan. I grew up with Manson, Korn, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. That's definitely my cup of tea. Tie-dyes, Grateful Dead, Neil Young, stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's always a pleasure when I get to come across local rock bands. Because, again, there's there's just a little more to it when it's guitar. Everybody knows I love guitars. And this guy is awesome. Like, I haven't seen him live, but from what I've heard, it's it's very, very, very spectacular. Especially coming from Omaha. Um, I'm a huge Tommy Bolin fan. If you're a guitarist, you probably know Tommy Bolin. Yeah. My uncle actually grew up with him. And oh, wow. So I have a huge connection to Tommy Bolin, so I have a huge affinity towards the guitar, yeah, just because uh, I grew up listening to Tommy Bolin my whole life. In fact, I just bought my dad for mowing my yard, because my broken thumb, Tommy Bolin's last live recording on vinyl. Oh, nice. Which, I, uh, I heard him a lot growing up. My uh, my best friend's dad was super into him, so uh, I've listened to him since I was a kid. And, and I find that a lot when I kind of just bullshit with a lot of the local guitarists here, that Tommy Bolin's a big influence on him, because... If you guys don't know who Tommy Bolin is, he just he makes a guitar sing, and he was a self-taught guitarist. He basically learned to play "Not to Suck" too. Right. You know, he did. He was not taught in instruments by <laughs> any ways. Just picked it up and played. So that's really cool. So there, we answered one of my questions about an influence for him. And it's Tommy Bolin. Nice. <laughs> um, what other guitar influences do you guys have? I feel like uh, the band is uh, influenced by uh, Misfits and the Dead Kennedys uh, musically. Uh, old school eighties punk sound, but then also a bit of the Dead Milkman in there. Yeah, yeah, but also uh, Dick Dale, uh, like the surf guitar. Uh, I was gonna say it seems very surfy, yeah, but very, yeah. but punk and surf go together very well. Yeah, you know, right. yeah. which so, was, I think kind of a surprise. Like we didn't think it would yeah we did I, I mean i knew we knew we wanted to do punk in some way but like we didn't really have any specific genre that we were trying to adhere to but it just kind of worked out to be kind of like light-hearted horror music so it's not yeah we call it spooky punk yeah it's, like it's not quite horror punk it's a little campy yeah it's not it's not like a horrorcore punk or nothing right. like, but we're not that serious it's like b-movie yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I, and again, I'm a big fan of B-movies. Um, totally. Mikey Taylor, one of my favorite guys in Omaha, wrote Broetry, does a lot with, like, Tromaville. Mm -hmm. um, Smoke Break's done Tromaville's uh, Sloppy Seconds music video and stuff. So, cool. um, Foul Uprising right there was a campy little horror movie made by Sam Roca and oh, Kevin yeah. Hoxeter that, it was just an awesome thing. They had a little screening of it. So that's, yeah. that's, that's one thing that's really cool and about your music is I can actually play it for my kids yeah you know that's like the most violent is knife fight you know right and, and it's still a fun one it's still like a good party vibe song to yeah. where you can play it and just have fun with it and that's really cool because some of your guys's music I can't play with my kids I'm sorry <laughs> but it's really hard to with like some of that horrorcore stuff is very 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 horror and very very yeah, graphic yeah. and your guys' stuff like i was playing it for my wife and kids earlier today and they were really getting into it uh, my daughter got very excited when she was like is that does the girl play guitar too <laughs> and i was like i i'm pretty sure she is and i said i'll find out which guitar it is 
Yeah. I said, because I see her with pictures of Katara. I said, I just haven't seen them live, so I don't know what her position is. I said, I know she's the singer. I said, we'll find out. And yep. We're fine. She was very into it. Um, She plays violin and stuff. Um, she wanted a piano during the COVID thing, and I found one that somebody was giving away for free, and she just went out there and started playing notes and has gotten really good at the piano. She's my retirement ticket. There you go. <laughs> like, you know, that's that's what I'm hoping for. And that's one thing, like, I like doing this because she gets to see different artists and people come in. And it's really important for me, for her to see that everybody can do it. Yeah. So that way she knows she can do it. Because right. if you think, oh, you got to have money or you got to be this certain way to get it. It's like, look at everybody that's come in and does it and enjoy even if you don't make a million dollars, you're still enjoying it, still having fun. Mm -hmm. and you have regular jobs, you know. Uh, I've, yeah. yet, I've yet to meet an artist that does this full-time. Right. You know, even the ones that are doing decent numbers still don't do it full-time. I mean, we got a couple guys in town that are full-timers, full-timers, but... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be nice, but I'm not you know, really that concerned with it. I just do this because I love it. And then that's... Yeah. That seems to be a resounding theme of every one of my artists here, and I'm so proud to support guys like you that do it because you love it. That's the important part about independent artists, is you're not having a label pressuring you to put out a bunch of music you don't want to do because you have to hit a contracted number of songs. Right. Um, you're not getting pushed to the point where you guys get burnt out, so you still enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you guys been a band? Uh, we started in 2017. So just about four years. All right, cool. Yeah. As I was gonna say, I think the latest single I seen on Spotify was 2018, 2019, right. something yeah, like that. I think it was 2019. When we put out the record. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're uh, probably like 75% done recording our second one. Nice. So right. It should be out early next year, hopefully. And again, guys, um, rock albums and punk albums are a little different than doing a rap album. Um, kind of harder to make your instrumentals yeah and, so uh, to speak obviously the the pandemic slowed us down a lot on on accomplishing it it, mm -hmm. it, it uh, definitely delayed the release pandemic did a lot of things you wonderful yeah it, but it's i guess it did some cool things because one of the artists in town uh sam roca was doing live from studio c where he invited artists in from all over omaha to come and perform on his Twitch channel and stuff, and I met a lot of cool artists through that way, and that was really cool. Like, not just like rap artists, but they had like a Darth, like, punk rap guy, Brad Ooh. Sabbath, and he's just dope. And I was really glad to have seen him through there. One day I'll get him here. Bodes is another real cool dude that's more like techno, um, vibey kind of thing versus mm -hmm. rap, right which I mean, Comatose just opens up to a lot. Um, so the guy where we are recording is actually, he does like live streams. Um, yeah. Because he's got basically the full studio set up, so he'll just have bands come in and basically play. Where's that at? That's Anytime Studios um, with Doug Decker. So we that's who we recorded our last album with, but he they recently moved. They have like a whole new space where they spent a ton of money and uh, really invested into it. and. It's really impressive. I mean, they took what was essentially just an empty garage and turned it into like a full studio, and it's got nice. Yeah, it's got separate booths for vocals, and he's got all kinds of gear, and 
I highly recommend Anytime Studios if you need to record anything. And again, uh, um, very nice. A rock recording studio is just a hair different than some of your guys' studios in your basement with a closet and some egg foam and a nylon sock over a mile. Uh, it, it does see these guys totally understand the concept of paying for quality studio time yeah and it's, it's, uh, it's very it, nice he has very nice equipment available for you to use but he, but it also it also is affordable it's not uh, yeah 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 it's it's pretty modestly priced. you guys all think that sometimes these studios are going to rake you for a thousand bucks or something you know you just call ask them and and Trust me, if you think a hundred bucks is too pricey, go in there and try it out for a hundred bucks and see what you come out with one song. Go in there prepared, come out with one song, and do it to the song you did at home, mm -hmm. and, and you'll be there's a noticeable difference. Yeah. And and I'm glad you guys. Who was that again? Anytime Studios. Anytime Studios. Good yeah. plug for these guys. Go yeah. uh, go check them out. Where do they do their live streams at? Um, they just record in the studio, so he's got everything set up with a bunch of cameras. Um, Where does he stream them at, though? Is it on? on oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, on, I think on Facebook. Facebook. On Facebook. Yeah. So check it out on Facebook, guys. Good place to look up live streams. And he's based out of Plattsmith. Yep. We had a couple artists come up from Plattsmith. Um, in fact, Hellfire Entertainment is based out of Plattsmith. They're the ones that put all this together and did it all. And this is my umbrella. Shout out Scoops and Mischief. I love you guys. Um, they're the ones putting on my benefit show for me for my motorcycle accident for my medical bills because the guy drove off and left me there. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Nice. But yeah, they're uh, they're great people out of Plattsmith. So there's, see guys, it's, it's not just Omaha, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I mean, there's just, there's, Michael has a nice studio down there, Showalter. I'm helping him build it once I get my thumb back. I'm so sorry, Michael. I'm, I did not mean to break my thumb before I finished your studio. <laughs> <laughs> he's been waiting for this thing forever, and then I got in that accident, and now I feel bad about it. But he's had plumbing problems, so maybe it was a good thing I didn't finish. Timed out, yeah. Um, any upcoming shows we should know about? No, unfortunately, we had a couple booked, but then... Uh... They, they got canceled. We were opening for National Acts, but because of the Delta virus, they postponed until next year. Uh, so right. I th think we're just going to take the opportunity to finish the record and try to do a music video for the first single off of it. Uh, we'll probably play again in the spring. I think so. Yeah. yeah. We usually, I mean, there, I mean, unless a show pops up that we just can't say no to. But typically in the winter, it kind of winds down a little bit, and we focus more on working on new stuff and just practicing and kind of. Climb inside game. while it's cold. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to be lugging gear when it's snowy and slushy? And, like, and that's sucks. the other thing. These guys lug a lot of stuff without roadies. Yeah. So open the door for the guys when you <laughs> see them coming through with their guitar case and amps and shit. Don't be that dick that walks right past them. Right. Like I, just get out of the way. I seen, the, <laughs> I seen that a couple Saturdays ago at a suicide prevention. I was like, did you really just... And it, I just was like, God dang you. Yeah. Guys are dicks. Like, I mean, you hold the door for the old lady, don't you? Like, come on, these guys. That shit's heavy. <sighs> um, so, what were some of your um, kind of wants to form a band together? Oh well. Um, like you said, you just kind of you weren't part of a band, right? And you already had been part of them. So, what kind of made you guys decide that you wanted to do it together? I was listening to some punk rock records uh, that I listened to in high school one day, and, and uh, Denise really liked them. And was like, "Man, this sounds fun!" You know, I would really like to start a band, and 
so uh, we went and got her a guitar and, and started a band maybe six months after that. You know, it's just, uh, I, I've been in bands on and off since I was young, and I've always loved doing it. And, and you know, I was excited. She was excited about it and wanted to, uh, you know, start a band to give her a chance to do her thing and, and give me a chance to, to play this music again, too, because uh, I've mostly done uh, heavy metal outside of that. I was in punk bands when I was younger, but uh, yeah, it was just something fun to do together, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. That that's that's definitely because it is fun music, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, like no, it, it reminds me a lot like Scooby Doo ish. Exactly. You know, and, right. and and it's just very fun. Again, like I said, with that that Scooby Doo ish feel, you can feel the surf in it, you feel the punk in it, mm -hmm. and it's just really cool vibes. And I'm really glad I found you guys. I'm so glad you dropped that Bandcamp link because it's been real fun listening to your music. Um, you're working on your second album. Uh, when did your first album drop? 2019? Yeah. yeah. Did that do just digital or did you do physicals of that? We have physical copies. Yeah, we've got physical copies yeah, as well. And I'll be picking me up one of them. We have a, a distribution account that puts it wherever music's available. You can find it on iTunes or uh, yeah. CD. Yeah, definitely. Go wherever look them up like. on Amazon, um, YouTube, uh, iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify. Spotify. You can purchase sure. it for free as well on Bandcamp and YouTube. Uh, I yep. Just, I just want it to be available. If yeah. you want to buy it, that's great. We just want people to hear it. We don't really listen to it. And we again, don't really guys, care if we make any money off it. Just listen to it. <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. I'll look for some shows coming up from these guys because I've been digging this music. I can't wait to just pump this out all day on Halloween when the kids come up on the porch. I'm just going to leave it on repeat and take the kids trick or treat, <laughs> and then they're going to listen to that. That was our goal, basically. You know, that's yeah. that's you guys have created our new Halloween music for the day. That's so kind that's, of what we were going for, honestly. <laughs> I, I have some spooky music, but again, some of the lyrics and content in it is not... A little too much. Not kid-friendly at all, and then the kid-friendly stuff is just really boring. Right. And your guys's is a perfect medium. And then it's just, who doesn't like fun punk rock? <laughs> I mean, everybody does. Yeah. And then, um, let's uh, talk about your other two members that aren't here. Because there's four of you, right? Yeah, right. yeah. So we're missing the drummer and the bassist, it sounds like. Yes, yeah. Let's give them guys a shout-out. I have no idea who they are. Yeah, shout-out to Nathan Christensen and uh, Clayton Goliath Pace. Uh, two best band members we could ask for. Uh, Clay's done a lot of amazing bands. Uh, Supermoon, Ann Frankenstein, uh, Bastard Eyes. Uh, and uh, Nathan Christensen's been in a bunch of bands, too. Uh, Rift and Bitch Dust. Uh... Yeah, we have a really excellent uh, rhythm section. Uh, good friends. Uh, I've, yeah, I've, I've known. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've known Clay for a long time, and uh, I've known Nate for several years now. And uh, Clay actually, his band and Frankenstein, which is not together anymore, but they actually played our wedding reception. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because we our our wedding theme was basically like a high school Halloween dance. So oh, had, nice. So we had like our we had our ceremony quick, got it out of the way, and then. We had like a couple regular kind of, you know, we had our, our first dance and then a few, we passed, We played a lot of Prince, I think, because we both love Prince. But then after maybe an hour or so, we had like a show, essentially. So we had a bunch of bands play the reception. It was kind of like a little concert. So that was really fun. That's, but, that's the, dope. The yeah. The and the Clinchers. Yeah, the Shittiots. They are. Lewis Big Shoes. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Our, like, I, our favorite. One little, day little I'll band, try, to, try to talk them guys into coming so on. Great. It's, I think they've uh, got a podcast too. If I'm not, they do. Yeah, 
they do, and there's been a couple times they've threatened to break up, and I I love them guys. They (laughs) they were one of the first local punk bands I've I've seen, and it over at um what the hell was it called? It was before it was Reverb, or not Reverb, um, Lookout. The Hideout. The Hideout. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Shay O'Reilly's, but it was yeah. The Hideout was the one between the two. So I remember seeing them a couple times there, and they opened for. one of them they actually opened for a nerdcore rap concert of mine which i thought was awesome it was mc lars and mega ran which was really cool and i like that them and uh they opened with the super bites oh yeah they're great oh they were were like i don't know what happened to them i I miss you guys like them they were so fun that chip tune pop music was the best it was so so unique really it it was it was such a cool unique and like that 8-bit sound. Yeah, like, just, and then he had his little Game Boy up there and stuff right. when he was doing it. Yeah. It was, come back, please. give us. We deserve some yeah, fun we, stuff. We played a show with them once, I think, at the Forte. Yeah, yeah that, and, uh, Brandon was the other guitarist. Uh, yeah. Brandon Hahn, I've known him uh, since I was like 14. We went to high school together. Awesome. Yeah, they were great, though. Yeah. Super fun. See, this is why I like these interviews. We're going to talk about other bands and bring them up to you guys. And you guys go look them up. Super Bites Charizard is an awesome song. I'm yeah. telling you guys, you'll love so it. Good. If you wanted to hear Chip Tune, that's some fun stuff. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to talk some of these local guys into doing it because they have that kind of 80s vibe style to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, get into this Chip Tune. Uh, Sam Roca started messing with it on that album there. But. Nobody as much as Super Bites. But that's oh, kind of yeah. cool that you guys fall back into the shitty hits and all that. That's just yeah. um, another one of my big local fa- uh, ones that I really liked was the Fonzarellas. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, how totally. do you not? Yeah, no, I was a huge fan of the Fonzarellas like, as a teenager. That was, uh, they were a big inspiration for me. Like, I was like, like I want to be like these guys. That was, that was kind of what got me started. Shout out Keith. Them and Noise Wave has re- really got me into local music. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple of them, but yeah, like but 16. the Fonzarellis and and Noise Wave were my two that, and I think hip hop and punk really go hand in hand a lot together. Mm-hmm. And so to me, those were always my two favorite bands and i've always treated them like rock stars even though they're just local guys but it was just their energy yeah. and the way they yeah. perform that you know you would think they were at madison square garden or something right. and that's awesome that's so cool because my next kind of question was if he had any local inspirations and now we got to it yeah the definitely. fonzarellis yes yeah we liked them uh man down i used to go see uh vernaculus all the time um I've never seen Anchando. Yeah, Anchando. Anchando. They were great. Grasshopper Takeover. Grasshopper Takeover. Yes. Oh, man, that takes me back. See, <laughs> I like I like my conversations with artists my age, guys. I love you young guys. Yeah. Oh, but, we're old, yeah. But when you talk... Well, we're not old, but mid-30s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah see? Perfect. And, and you 21-year-olds and talking about crap, I have no idea what you're referencing. I'm stuck in the late 90s, early 2000s. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Like, I have not grown out of that. Why will you? I mean, other than my parents' music and I guess a couple newer things, but most of that's always going to be my go-to music. Totally. I mean, it's just our age. Like, we we had the... some The Ranch Bowl was probably the coolest local scene. Yeah. And I think cats our age and a little older, I think that's why we so embrace the local scene and like it a lot, because we grew up with it. Right. Yeah. And And... 
I think now it was lacking for a few years, but now it's starting to grow back better and stuff. And like I've, uh, Murder House is a good metal band I like to go see every once in a while. I haven't heard anything from them since pre-COVID, though, so I don't know. Yeah. COVID kind of messed up, especially for these bands, guys. That's also another important reason why I know they want you to just listen to their music, but it's important to buy it from these guys because their production does cost a bit more than most other people's production. These instruments, strings, guitars, picks, drumsticks are not cheap. You know, especially if you want quality. Right. And if you like their music and you want them to continue to give us fun things like this, we have to support you guys. And it's very important to support you guys because you give back more to us than a national act does. Again, yeah, 93,000 totally. of you jackasses went to Garth Brooks for what? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there were so many good shows that Saturday, and so many of you people spent a fortune on a guy that made so much money off you, he canceled his tour afterwards and said, record sales, we're done. I can't, everything after that's going to be an embarrassment, because you Nebraskans. It's, it's a, definitely an expensive hobby. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy when we make some money, but it's, all it does is mitigate costs somewhat, you know. Yeah, and, the, and then, then that's the thing. These guys don't even make money. I'm telling you, they, they break even and barely. And the whole point is, is let's keep helping them break even so they keep wanting to do it. Right. Because I've seen some guys get so flustered that they're not, they're just constantly losing money. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when they make good money and people are listening to it and they continually support that way, but then nothing coming in, it does right. it bring it, up. It, it, it takes a toll on you guys. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm not saying shower these guys with millions of dollars, but... I mean, unless you, know, you want to. I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, you want to you cash like app them, cash app them. Yeah, Facebook pay, you know, anything helps, guys, because I'm telling you, these guys, it, it is an expensive hobby. And if you encourage them to keep doing it, then we keep getting fun albums like this. And I'm really stoked to hear you guys are working on a second one. Yeah, and wait. You, you heard it. You got a music video idea coming. So this is going to be some fun stuff, guys. Yeah. And, you know, it's... Especially when it comes to the rock scene. It's it's a very, very expensive habit. Amps aren't cheap. Microphones aren't cheap. I mean, you know, you could, some of you guys can download beats off of YouTube and rap over them and complain about not... How do you think it feels when you put all the time in it? I mean, go through 20 guitar strings on an album and Tell me how cheap that was. Not right. to mention hours you put into it. Yeah. You know, you guys make an hourly wage when it comes to the art. You should put a tag on that, you know. Mm -hmm. That's just how I look at it. I'm not saying you got to go out and be showering them, but don't be a tightwad, guys. I see you guys spending money on Taco Bell that you really hate. <laughs> Scabby Ghouls is definitely worth more than a Gordito. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, and we try to. You know, any money that we make goes right back into the band. I mean, so we use it for merch. We try to try to release new shirts as often as we can. Stuff that's exciting that people want. So it's not just the same thing. And you so, guys know how I feel about the merch game. Yeah. See, that's why it's important. You buy merch, they reinvest it, and once yep. they know they break even on merch, then that's when artists start tending to do a little bit of giveaways and. Yep. Hey, you buy two tickets, I'll give you a free shirt. Right. stuff like that you know and it's it's very important just to show you guys it's worth a little something other than just listening to right you know i mean if people would have done this maybe van gogh wouldn't have cut his ear off who knows <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
know, maybe, maybe you'll save it here, guys, you know. <laughs> maybe. But I, I think most of the time people support after it's too late. Right. You know, and you want to be on the bandwagon before it becomes popular, guys, because trust me, they make it big. They'll, they'll remember their couple super fans from home. Why do you think 311 did that to us? Because nobody at home supported them. They blew up other places and disappeared. You guys hate 311, but that's what happened. No hometown support. Went elsewhere. Now they blow up and, ooh, they're from Omaha. Well, their support wasn't. Mm -hmm. That's why they moved to California. That's where their fan base was. Right. So I'm telling you, you guys want good acts to stay here. Treat them like it. Yeah, totally. Um, so I kind of like to wrap up with a few, few fun questions. Okay. Um, one of them is, if you guys had three artists you could work with for a dream collab, whether it be a producer, um, a drummer, a singer, what three artists would you guys pick? I'll let you do it individually since you don't have to. I don't want to create a spouse fight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I'll go with uh, Eric Rutan as my engineer. Uh, and... Zach Wilde on guitar. Yes. And uh, King Iso for some sick rhymes. Hometown hero, King Iso. Yeah. Sure. See that, guys? Even rock goes back to rap sometimes. Mm -hmm. I like that. I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I think um, probably my three bandmates are the best, the best <laughs> choice. I mean, <laughs> now that tell, one I like a lot. We get along real well and, uh, we, I don't know, we, they're just my, they're my team. That's how you can tell she's only been in one band. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's a great answer. I actually like that. I've, you're the only one to, out of a whole list to have uh, said the people she works with. That's really dope. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I really like I that. I mean, I know they're cool. I mean, who knows what. They're like, what I already know what there. we do and we're only doing better. Right. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Um, then... What would, so if you guys got stuck listening to one song, not necessarily on repeat, but it's the only song, if you push play or turned on a radio or a commercial played and it was the background song, it's always this song. Mm -hmm. What song would it be? Um, for me, it, it'd be, it's a song called Resonance um, by an artist named Home. And it's basically just like synth wave. Um, so it's very chill, but there's like, I've, I've listened to this song, I don't even know how many times, but it's just like, I hope it's what plays like as the credits roll when the world ends, because I think it's just such a, <laughs> such a great song, and it's just like super chill, but something about it, I don't know, just takes me somewhere else. There's no lyrics, it's just like instrumental synth music, and I love nice. it. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Can't You Hear, uh, Can't you hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones. So I'm, I I gotta always shout this out now because some asshole had to ask the question back. Thanks, Silent Chico. Mine's always gonna be "I Ran So Far" by Flock of Seagulls. Oh, oh yeah, good I mean, choice. that's just gonna be. I'm a, I'm an '80s kid. We love '80s. Yeah. That's just gonna always be my choice. Yeah. I wish they play more '80s on the radio. It's not enough. I'm like really sad sometimes. that it's on KGOR. Yeah. Like, they started playing New Kids on the Block and stuff on there. Yeah. And I looked at my wife and said, oh, step by step. She's like, it's on KGOR. I said, 
there's no reason for this to be on there just yet. <laughs> like, like I'm not that old. I remember the first time I heard like Alanis Morissette, no doubt, at the grocery store not long ago. I was like, oh, oh my god. god, where am I? You know, what year is it? when you're starting to really hear ska as the background music to keep people calm, you're like, wow. This is not right. This, <laughs> this is like, I should be dancing, not grocery shopping. Right. Yeah, I think it was the Mighty Boss Tones I heard the other day. And I was just like, get out of here. Like, this should not be playing here. I love them. It's oh, it's yeah. it's a fun thing. Um, <laughs> So, my final question we like to wrap up with. Seven words or less. What do you guys want to do with your music? Uh, make people happy and dance. We love when they dance. Kick ass and have fun. We don't take it super serious. We're just trying to make people have a good time and have a fun Friday or Saturday out. Like we you just want to facilitate the party vibes. You can do music and still have fun. Yeah. Some of you guys want to be serious, and that's definitely nothing wrong with that. But you can also be here just to have fun. Mm -hmm. And look, I have fun listening to it. I mean. I don't know if they ever thought they'd be on an interview for a podcast from just doing fun music, but it's it's well worth putting out what you guys want to do. I'm telling you. Like, don't let people tell you you can't do it. Right. You guys come up with an idea, you ran with it, you're doing a hell of a good job with it. Like it's it's an awesome thing to listen to and I'm I'm super stoked to see you guys for a show sooner or later. Okay. Um we do have a really awesome concert series going on through November through Hellfire Entertainment. They're, um, it's free for the artists to perform. They give you tickets to sell. It's a mix of like metal, punk rock, and rap. They're booking Wednesday nights. Right something on. you're interested in, I'll hook yeah. you up with the information afterwards. Right. It's always something worth looking into. Sure. You know, it's at the Omaha Lounge. It's a jazz club. Okay. Real nice place. Yeah. Actually set up yeah. for bands. Very nice. Yeah. You know, so it's been a real Omaha Lounge. Shout out to you guys. I love you guys. Um, I know you're real leery at first, cut about letting local hip hop come in, but they've just opened the doors to us wonderfully, and I think they've been been pretty happy with the turnouts there. And so, yeah, this Hellfire Entertainment series coming up, guys. You guys got to check it out. We got heavy metal bands, punk bands, um, rap shows, hip hop. We got guys coming in from. Uh, Carnage from Minneapolis is coming in Sweet. and doing Antifo and that's going to be a fun time. Like they're working just a bunch of stuff just to, you know, get people out there that don't necessarily always get a chance to perform. Right. And, you know, it's just fun times. But on that, I do really want to thank you guys for being the very first rock band, punk rock band, surf band, instrumental band on the mountain jew review and yeah thank you so much oh i officially declare the scabby ghouls even the two were missing <laughs> mr bassist and drummer i know it's hard to get you guys together but you guys are officially tramp stamp approved <laughs> all right
Thank you.